welcome to the Godsy Girl Podcast, inspiration and encouragement for all women inside and outside ministry. Hello, hello, hello. I am so glad to have this time with you today. Thank you for listening and being part of the Godsy Girl Podcast. Thank you, thank you. Um, You guys, since I've been doing the podcast, my stats on my blogs have been through the roof. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And the funny thing is I don't really broadcast that often, and that's intentional, um, because I don't know if you're like me, too much of any good thing gets on my nerves. (laughs) Okay, let me give you a perfect example. A strange example that I pray makes you laugh and not worry about my mental health. Um, but I have, <laughs> I'm a person with a big old overbite. I've always had one. Um, I think it even makes me look younger because um, I just got this overbite. It's not weird looking, but it's a slight overbite. And I chew weird sometimes and somehow I bit my tongue. And I bit my tongue in a way that is really kind of severe. No, I'll just say it. It's a severe bite. I should have really done, gone in to go get stitches because of how severe it was. And um, it bled so much and bled, so it made such a mess in the bleeding that a logical person would have gone to the ER <laughs> to get some help. But no, I decided not to do that. So anyway, long story short, um, the only thing I can eat right now um, until I go to see my dentist is I've tried all kind of stuff, soft stuff, you know, that you would think like mashed potatoes, all that, irritants, um, yogurt, irritant, um, burns, things like that. So I've been eating ice cream and sugar-free jello is what I've been living off of the last couple of days. And I, I have to be honest, I felt like Jesus was on my side when I realized that ice cream did not hurt me. <laughs> There was a part of me that was like, hallelujah, I can eat ice cream because it's all I can really eat, right? So I was like, I can eat ice cream because I tried soups. I tried all kinds of stuff. So ice cream is what I've been living on. But here's the funny thing. Too much of a good thing, right? I have been eating ice cream for probably a day and a half. And I kid you not that I am so sick of ice cream. (laughs) I never thought I would say that, but I am so tired of ice cream that um, I just can't believe it. That I think once I heal, I will never eat ice cream again. (laughs) I mean, it's that bad. So too much of a good thing. So that's why I don't post a lot. I don't post a lot on my blogs. You guys are busy. Um, I don't post a lot on my podcast. You guys are busy. Um, and so, hey, that's what I do. So I am so glad to have this time with you, though. And I hope that you laughed a little bit at my tongue scenario because it's just crazy. It's like the freakest accident that you could ever hear. And I'm too kind to show pictures to too many people because it's bad. I mean, it's a horrible looking. But anyway, so pray for me that I'm back to normal soon. Because of all the things I miss, I miss Doritos more than anything else. (laughs) I've been craving Doritos. I've been like, that's the devil. The devil's trying to tempt me. But um, so yeah, so I'm being I'm joking. But I'm like, I am struggling. So you guys pray for me. But here's the thing I wanted this um, post to the podcast to be about um, something kind of interesting. You probably saw the title, um, Why Pastor's Wives Should Post to Social Media. 
And um, it's a strange title because everybody's not a social media person. You probably, you know, know somebody or maybe you that you're like, I do not dig social media. It's not my boogie. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I don't want any part of social media. And it's 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 it can get you in trouble, all of that. But I have a clear, succinct theory on why I think that every pastor's wife should um, post to social media. So I want you to hear this with an open mind. And as with anything, we learn from one another. So I would love for you to um, tell me what you think, if you think that this is viable or if you think it's a bad idea. Here's the thing. <laughs> Nobody knows everything, right? Um, I posted in a blog post I did on Married to a Pastor. Um, dot com just the other day that I'm not an expert in anything. Okay, I'm not. A, I, I'll say that. I'll take that back. I'm not an expert in everything, um, but I am an expert in some things, and one of them is my experience. I am a very much an expert, and so are you, in your own experience. Okay, I'm going to move my mic. Hopefully, it doesn't bother you. Um, so you know what you've learned, and you know what has worked for you, and that's all I'm trying to do is share with you what I've learned and what has worked for me. And social media has been a humongous, humongous blessing for me. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm in my 50s. I'm not, I mean, you know, the pictures that I, that are on my podcast, they're recent pictures, so I don't necessarily look that old, but I am a old chick and I've lived a little bit and I've had a marriage that has endured for several years. And so what I'll tell you, is I can tell you what has helped me, um, what I've benefited from in hopes of helping you. So open mind, okay? All right, so let me tell you why I think social media is a huge blessing for pastor's wives. Number one, I think it is because we live in such a detached world because of social media. People don't talk to one another anymore because they can just be Facebook quote unquote friends, right? Um, on the internet. So people don't talk like they used to. I almost get offended when people call me, you know, because I'm like, you could have inboxed me or you could have texted me. <laughs> and I have to catch myself because that is not authentic relationship. I get that. But here's the thing, because we are in such a disconnected community or world, um, it's important to have some way to connect with these people, especially the young people in your church. It's very important to have some medium, okay, where you can build your relationship with them. And so you can get to know them. All right. It's critical because after church, not too many people are going to wait in line to talk to you. If you're like me, there's a line of people that kind of come at you that you know, and that you see every Sunday, but there's a lot of people that are not going to come over there for a lot of different reasons and misperceptions or whatever. So um, you got to find a way to connect. You just have to, right? So I think I've told you on another post that, or another podcast, that one of the reasons that I started blogging was number one, I'm a creative person, creative expression. Um, but one of the biggest reasons was I'm, I was brand new to my husband's church and I wanted the women there to get to know me. And I came from a church that was different in terms of denomination from the church that I currently, or my husband pastors. So I knew, and I, I had proven evidence that people had misperceptions about me um, based on me coming from the Assembly of God church and coming, growing up in the church of God in Christ. People thought they knew who I was. And the ir irony is, is a lot of the things 
that it's my, 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 I say this all the time, especially in political sectors. I don't agree 100% with anybody. Okay, I have my own experience and I don't think anybody is 100% right. So even though I grew up in those areas, I didn't agree 100% with everything there. I didn't find it to be theologically sound all the time. Um, One example is I didn't get to wear um, lipstick and that was a problem for me. But (laughs) to this day, I don't believe God got a problem with no lipstick. I'm sorry, I just don't believe it. Um, But anyway, my point is, is that people made assumptions about me, guys, and thought that I was going to be a certain type of Christian when I entered those doors. And here's the thing. I had no way of reaching all of them um, effectively, except by way of what? Social media. I used Facebook. I started Facebook and I began allowing um, people as friends that went to my church. And then the Holy Spirit really helped me to understand that this is a spotlight into your life. This is them getting to see who you really are. And just by the things that you post and the humor, like I'm a kook. And I, I, I was telling somebody at church yesterday, I have the ministry of comedy. <laughs> that is my ministry. I, I really believe that should be under exhortation and <laughs> helps. It should be the ministry of comedy. I'm a clown. I like to laugh. And so I post a lot of things on Facebook that are silly, that are funny. But I post them. I don't ever post willy nilly. I always think before I post, is this something that's going to bless somebody? Because um, sometimes, have you noticed on Facebook, some people post and all they post is bad news. Somebody killed a black man today. Somebody did this. The president did that. And I'm like, this is depressing. So I feel like I want to be part of the stream on your feed that delivers some humor, some encouragement, some love, right? And I want to make your day um, better. I want to point the needle toward the better. And I think as a pastor's wife, who would know that that's my heart unless you got to know me through social media? Now, social media gets a bad rap, in my opinion, because it is a lot of negative things that happen on social media, but it's a lot of good, right? So it's a way for people, for you to rechannel that thing so that people can see who you really are. And I'm not talking about you just posting scriptures only, okay? Um, I do post scriptures, but that's not the only thing. I think you should also post um, parts of your personality, of who you are. Maybe you did a beautiful floral arrangement. Post it. Um, Give people a reason and a way to connect with you, okay? So I think that social media gives us that. Let me know what you think. Um, I really would love to know. But I think social media gives me a medium to reach people that I would never be able to reach before and build a relationship with them. And then when I see them, when I see them in real life, They feel like they know me a little bit better. And I love, love, love that. And every now and again, somebody will tell me, "Um, Sister Terry, I didn't know you. Um, And I see you, but oh my gosh, I'm on Facebook with you. You're so down to earth. You're so awesome. You're such a godly woman and all this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's not because I'm sitting there posting Psalms all day. It's because I'm showing my true heart. So I'm sorry. As a pastor's wife, you need social media to get to know the women in your congregation. You may not have a large congregation like I do, but um, it's going to be a tool, okay, to make you accessible. And why do you want to be accessible? Why do you want them to connect with you? Because your whole purpose in this life is to encourage and to build up the others in the faith. And you want to be a blessing to other people. And if they don't know you, you can't be, okay? You won't be. If people don't know you, 
They don't feel a connection to come up to you and say, I have a drinking problem or I'm struggling with drugs or whatever it is. I need people to feel like they can come to me with that. All right. I mean, I love it that I mentor women that nobody knows about, but me and that woman, my husband doesn't even know that I mentor these women, that I do life with them. They have to talk to me three times a week. <laughs> I don't have that many because I can't do all that many, but they got to talk to me three times a week or I, or I will, I will mama sock them. And by that, I mean, mama slap you. I know I'm, I'm joking. I don't hit church members, but do know I do have a relationship with certain, several women, big young women, because, um, they need to, they, they need to know me and I need to know them so that I can be a blessing. If nothing else to just encourage and redirect them. That's super duper important. Okay. So consider and pray about going on Facebook or some form of social media where you're not just bragging, right? You're not just, you know, I don't know, doing stupid stuff, but you're on there regularly so that those young women can know something you can't reveal to them um, in a quick moment. They get to know your heart. Okay, so pray about that. Pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Now, um, we all know that the millennials, that's the only way they're going to get to know you sometimes. <laughs> you know, there are some personality types, as I mentioned, are not going to come up to you face to face unless they have a bridge. And that social media can be that bridge for you. All right. And I'm not going to lie. I got just as many older people on my social media, my age and older. So it's a bridge for everybody. All right. It's that accessibility place where you can show your true self to the women in your congregation. Now, I also have let the brothers join my, my social media too. And I don't have a problem with that. You know, I just don't. But I think too, it's important. I, I'm moving on to a next point. It's important also to post pictures of you and your husband on social media. Because a lot of times people think they know your husband. And they don't know him in the light or in the context of being dad or being hubby, right? So I love posting pictures with my of my husband, us being in love, which we are. Um, and it, it, it sends a message and it shows people a different facet of him, okay? So I think that your, your, your church can benefit the community from seeing you two together and seeing you two. Now you got to be careful. Don't post stupid stuff. Don't post anything that can compromise him in that pulpit. All right. Like, um, if my husband and I love certain kinds of music, old school music, and if I'm, I'm not going to post a picture of my husband doing the hustle and dancing with me, because there are some people that will perceive that in a bad way and they can't, won't be able to hear him in the pulpit because they'll be like, Oh, that's carnal. He's listening to earth, wind and fire or Aretha Franklin. God forbid, you know, there are people like that in this world. So I don't post those kind of things. I only post things that will, will show a different facet of him in a, family context everybody don't get to see all the other stuff okay that's not necessary and it's not expedient for you so be careful what you post about your husband when your husband come, becomes a senior pastor your posts have to be to build him up okay and in no way tear him down so be careful with that I, I mean I won't I'll never post a picture of my husband sleep on the couch um, in a, a compromising way I'm, I won't do that I'm and here's another funny thing I live in Kansas City and you know what just happened in Kansas City, right? The Chiefs, they won the Super Bowl. Big deal, right? Um, and my husband and all of our friends and family were here. And I purposely bought some apple cider 
um, just in case they would win the playoffs. Is that what it's called? The, the playoffs? When Anyway, whatever gets them to the Super Bowl. Um, I bought apple cider because I knew that these fellas would love it. And so, um, if they won. And so they won. And so my daughter-in-law and I, we went and got that apple cider and I got pretty glasses out of my china cabinet because my husband's an avid sports fan and he's been waiting for this for years. <laughs> he, said, he said that since he was a little boy. It meant something to him and his brother. So I went and got um, the, the, the apple cider and the champagne glasses and let those fellas enjoy a toast to the Chiefs. Now here's the thing. I didn't post that. I didn't post that because that could compromise him if somebody would be thinking, oh, there's pastor over there drinking, you know, and, and, and really part of me is like, who cares? Right. But it's my, my job is to protect him. I'm his help meet. There's, there's, so I, it's nothing beneficial for me to post that and there possibly be a misunderstanding. So that's what I'm talking about. Post things that'll help your husband unequivocally be presented in a way that will better position him to be accessible to his people and also to um, to present him so people can hear from him, okay, in the pool, from the pulpit. And I just like it, the idea of a family image of him out there on my po profile because there are young women that are skanks that probably wonder, and I said skanks, yes, that probably wonder if there's an opening, is there an end? And so, uh-uh, if you on my page, you're going to see me with my husband and you're going to see that the look in my husband's eyes as he stands beside me. There's a gleam, sister, and you ain't taking it away. So, um, I mean, so yeah, hey, come on, I'm being real. I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. So um, I do post. I'm careful about the kids. I don't post. Now, my eldest is a grown up, so he's fair game. I post all kind of pictures of him, you know, um, because he's fair game. But my 13 year old, not so much. I don't because um, number one, protecting his privacy. Number two, it's not important for him to be able to connect because not too many people are going to come to him or need to need a safe place, right? And come to him to ask for help or prayer. So um, not too much of him, but a little but a little. So I want you to think about these things um, and use that social media to your advantage um, as a person carrying Jesus Christ's spirit inside of you and a person who people may not feel um, they know um, very well. So go ahead um, and have fun and get to know your people. I'll also say social media is another revealer. Um, I'm sorry, I have water. <laughs> so I'm gonna take a quick sip. I've been doing a lot of talking already. Um, I may have to pause and come back. But um, social media is also a revealer of the hearts of other people too. So I will tell you, <clears throat> excuse me, um, sometimes social media let, lets me know who I need to reach out to in my congregation, um, in my church family. Um, one time someone posted that they were depressed and they posted a picture of themselves crying. That's a cry for help. That's somebody that needs to be reached out to. Now, when it's a man, I leave that alone. And I tell my husband, which I have, I've told my husband, hey, you know, this person's in trouble, you know, and he will handle it. But with a young woman, hey, I will inbox her in a minute and reach out to her and give her my number. Um, I've done it so many times, too many times to count. So social media is very good. It's a revealer of the heart and it lets you know where people are. And it's a relationship building tool. The enemy has tried to make it something totally different, but there's some benefits to it. Okay.
Hey, I've posted a new blog post um, about the common struggles of pastor's wives. I would love for you to visit it if you're a pastor's wife. If you're not a pastor's wife, some of this information is useful to you too. And, um, you know, I pray that you use it and reshape it. Now that blog post ain't for you. So <laughs> it's for pastor's wives. So you don't need to go see that. But if you're a pastor's wife, go to marriedtoapastor.com and check out the blog post. I would love for you to read it and there you can really comment. And if you came from this podcast, I want you to comment and let me know that too. And say, hey, I found you from your podcast. That would bless me so much. I would cheese, cheese, cheese um, and grin and grin and grin. Um, always go to my um, e-store, Godsy Girl Tees. You can Google that and um, find some of my Christian girls, Christian, <laughs> Christian Gazi girl t-shirts. Um, I just made one most recently that I'm proud of called Church Girl. It is so cute. I want you to see it. Um, and I'm finding uh, manufacturers where I can get my prices lower and lower and lower. And I'm excited about that. God has really blessed this adventure for me. And um, it's been a blast. So um, do check that out for me. And so with that, thank you for listening. I love you. I love, love, love you. And I pray if you are a pastor's wife listening to this, that God uses this medium to encourage you and to support you. And I would love for you to write me a review and, um, you know, let me know how this has blessed you or if it has. I'd love a review. So um, give me a review. Come on. A review. Say, hey, I love Terry. Terry, God's a girl's awesome. I love her. Um, or God's a girl's too crazy. I can't deal with her anymore. No, don't write that. That, that ain't God's will. <laughs> I'm so silly. God ain't told you to say that. No, I'm kidding. I love you. I love you. I love you for listening. Thank you for listening. I pray God blesses your life insanely. I pray that he blesses you exceedingly abundantly over everything that you can even conceptualize by that Holy Spirit working inside you, the power of God working inside you. God bless you. I love you. Hold your head up. Keep it up. Walk in victory because you're the head. You ain't the tail. Walk, stand, put that arch in your back and walk in the confidence of knowing that Jesus Christ is with you. He loves you. He called you. And because he called you, he's going to equip you. You got this. I love you until next time. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Be sure to find me on YouTube at Godsy Girl Terry, as well as on Facebook at Godsy Girl Living Life His Way. God bless you. Be sure to subscribe, hit the four stars below, and let me know how this is blessing you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.